Hello everyone and welcome to the Chai with Champs podcast season 1. I'm Ritika Agrawal, your host, where I sit down and have a virtual cup of tea with some of the most inspiring and successful individuals from around the world. Join me as I delve into their stories, explore their triumphs and challenges, and discover the ingredients that help brew them success. Whether you're an entrepreneur, an artist, an athlete, or simply someone looking to grow and improve, you'll find valuable insights and wisdom in every episode. So grab your cup of chai, sit back, and join me on this exciting journey. Hi Sangeeta, welcome to Chai with Gems. I am so excited to have you here. Honestly, such a big fan and I'm sure a bunch of our audiences as well. Um so thank you for being here. I'm excited to talk about your journey. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be part of this and I love chai, so that's kind of convinced me to be part of this conversation with you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um before we get started, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Ah, oh, where do I even start with all of that? There's so much to say, but uh it's been a very interesting uh career in my life. Um I used to be an engineer. I'm South Asian. I um have two sisters, I have a brother. I am mother of two girls. Uh, I've been married for 20 years, which is hard to believe. Uh but I'm in the industry of entertainment and a host now for ET Canada, which just happened, I guess Eight months ago, where I used to be a reporter, and now I am one of two female co- co-hosts, uh, and it's really exciting, and it's pretty much a pinch me moment in my career. That's amazing! Congratulations on ten years, by the way, at ET. Thank That's you. Phenomenal. Um, now you've had a successful career in television, but you began your career as an electrical engineer, which is wild. Um, what inspired you to pursue a career in broadcasting? So when I was younger, I think it was probably when I was 17, I was in a pageant for Miss India Canada and uh my mom put it in, put me in it and it was so much fun to do it and then they asked me to be a spokesperson for them to go around and talk about the pageant and talk about what they do and I found this incredible love of being in front of the camera and just it just felt so natural and I put that in the back of my mind and I'm like maybe this is where I should take my career when I start going into university but at the same time I love math and science and so it was like where do I go with it and I remember one of my uncles would say to me um his son was going into engineering and he said to me you know don't worry about it honey uh females don't do this kind of job you should think about doing something else and when he said that it fired me up and I go well I'm going to become an engineer and i didn't know what engineering was at the, at the time but i was like okay that's it i'm going to do this i love math and science this is going to be my future and then i sat down with my dad and i applied for journalism and engineering and my dad kind of said you know where are you going to be able to be independent and take care of yourself and so that's why i went into engineering and uh at night time i would become this reporter i think it was my second year of engineering and i used to work at a local rogers station and i worked for a show called toronto living and uh, i was lucky to get picked up uh and he goes there's something in you and i go okay let's give this a try and so i worked two different worlds i was this reporter at night and engineer during the day and trying to get through school and uh i built a demo and a deck and so i got to live my passion which was you know at the time engineering and and journalism uh at the same time which is it's it's crazy to think about that i even did that Wow, I it's so hard to believe that you did both especially with engineering knowing how hard it is and then yeah. also doing this on the side. Wow, that's commendable. 
Yeah. And I was working too. So I don't don't think I slept at all. Uh, But, you know, passion drives a lot. And I think that's the message to a lot of people is like, if there is something you absolutely want in your life, make it happen for yourself. And that's what I did. So true. What were some of the obstacles you faced as you navigated your dream? And how did you overcome them, especially as a woman of color? Yeah, you know, it's, I think in the last two, three years, I think everyone has had an opportunity to step back and reflect on their own experiences and what they've gone through. Uh, One of the things that you grow up, because my parents were immigrants to Canada, and they came here to give us a better life. And one of the things you learn from your parents is hard work. Uh, And that's, I'm so grateful to see what I, my parents went through. And I hold on to that because they taught me about being uh, someone who has opportunities and taking advantage of those opportunities. And so I kind of, you know, every opportunity that came towards me, I always said, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that I had this. I'm grateful that they gave me an opportunity. But also I've learned recently um, that I shouldn't always be grateful. I should give some credit to the hard work and hustle that's been involved And there also was a time where I've learned that there's been a lot of microaggression and there were comments that were made and I used to laugh it off and say, this is part of it. This is part of being a brown woman in this industry or even as an engineer, like there were being a a female in engineering, electrical, you don't see that often. So I dealt with the sexism in engineering and then I dealt with the idea of being a woman of color in this industry. And really, if you think about it, there hasn't been many women of my my color that's been part of the entertainment world. And, uh, you know, it's I never held I never let that be a, a factor in my life. I never let that hold me down because who I was. Uh, and recently, I've just been celebrating who I am, that my South Asian culture, I talk about so many things that are, you know, what's part of my life, the way I cook, the way I dress, the the langas, the saris, and I'm sharing all of that. And and it's such a it's such a great part of my life. So um, yes, I've dealt with it, you know, I and I still deal with it. And sometimes people don't know differently what they're saying to me, like, they prefer a blonde over a brunette, realizing that is actually very racist. Um, uh, and there's a lot of things that happen. And uh, it's just owning up to it now. But yeah, it does hurt sometimes for sure. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that in full transparency. As a brown woman myself, I've dealt with it. Um, you know, I'm in advertising as well as being in the podcast industry or yeah. just being in media in general. So thank you for sharing that. Um, now with more than 10 years of experience, you've interviewed celebrities, global celebrities like Tom Cruise, Julia Roberts, George Clooney. Yes, we know he made you coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know that story? Should yes, I say that story again? <laughs> I want to hear it again. Absolutely. <laughs> um, what is your go-to prep to shake off the nerves and be your amazing self? You know, one of the things I say is um, I have four minutes with you. And within that four minutes, you are my best friend. I will do so much research before I get to you and sit down at the table with you. Um, and that calms my nerves. You know, I get very, I get excited anytime I get a chance to chat with anybody, even to this day, whoever it is, because that is where my passion lies. I've learned that it's not about being in front of the television. It's about sharing people's stories and helping them tell that story is so important to me. I know what I love and where I think I thrive is being able to connect with people. And so I think I kind of, I learned that on the way that I am able to make these connections and, and just be, try to be normal with them. And that um, even with that four minutes, you can make that connection happen. And 
Um, I think Dwayne Johnson is a great example where I think we're friends now. We we text each other sometimes and I can turn to him and ask him questions. And that happened over time. Um, and just being authentically you, it's hard to, it's so hard to be someone else. It's yeah. easier just to be yourself. And so I learned that, um, I think it was my first year at City TV that I learned that. And I held on to that. So when I do interviews, I listen because you never know where that conversation is going to go. You can prep as much as you want. But if you say something that I find intriguing, I'm going to follow up on that. And sometimes that leads to a whole different conversation that you didn't expect. So, yeah, sometimes I I, I mean, I'm always nervous when I sit down with people, but I, I calm myself the minute I sit in that chair to talk to Tom Cruise, George Clooney, whoever it is. Yeah. And, and I think they feel that energy. Can we can can I consider we're besties for these 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes, we're doing great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what has been your favorite celebrity moment apart from the George Clooney incident? Oh, the car, uh, the the coffee incident. I yeah. mean, there's been so many. I, I I don't even know where to start. Like every time it's it's just incredible to like from Tom Cruise. I just, you know, every time I see him, I think I've seen him probably six, seven times now. And he just the way we were able to connect. But um, Dwayne Johnson's incredible. Julia Roberts, incredible. Haley, you know, ha um, Halle Berry's amazing. Like everyone, there's so many great moments, but I think the craziest moments, I'm going to answer the question about the craziest moment okay. was I went to Hong Kong and it was a 13 hour flight. I stayed there for 48 hours for Transformers and we're on the red carpet and it's torrential downpour. So like it was a disaster, like to the point my my purse was full of water. And then Mark Wahlberg walks over and I go, do I look OK? And he goes, well, your hair is kind of like and it was the, the the craziest moment on a red carpet. And that became the story was this torrential downpour that happened in the middle of a huge red carpet. And there I am <laughs> completely wet and my makeup is down and you can see my thong and like it was a disaster. But I was probably one of the highlights in my career. Oh my gosh, I love that you celebrate these moments, which some people might consider embarrassing, but they're not totally embarrassing. They're so fun. Oh yeah, you got to laugh at yourself. I mean, that's the best way to live life, right? Oh my gosh, I completely agree. Um, and you mentioned in the beginning that you're married for 20 years. You have two beautiful daughters that I see often on your Instagram. Um, how do you balance your personal life and your career given it's a demanding one? Yeah, it's um, so my husband is my best friend. Uh, he is everything. We've been together for, I guess, 26 years. And one of the great things, and I think this is a lesson to anybody who gets married, is that you have your life together as a couple. And then you have your life as Sam and your life as Sangeeta. And that's in, you having those boundaries are so important because you can lose yourself in a relationship. And we, we really respect each other on that. Um, and he's just an incredible husband and friend who says, you know, I go, I had this crazy idea. Instead of saying, you're just, you know, what are you thinking? He's like, okay, let's talk, let's talk about this. Let's see how we can figure this out. Let's, uh, you know, see if we can make this happen, whatever it is. And I have few people like that in my life where, where they would say, yeah, you know, I'm a bit, I'm a bit up there. And I'm one of those people who are like, what if, what if, blah, 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 blah. and no one ever says to the people in my, my group are never like, okay, saying, yeah, you're just being a little bit too crazy. It's more like, how do you want to get there? How do we get you to that point? And I'm blessed that way. And that took a lot of work to get to that point and knowing who your people are. That's so important, especially in this industry, because there's not that many that are there to really fully support you. But once you find that groove, 
it's it's pretty spectacular. So is there a balance? I wouldn't say there is. Every day it's either it's about the family or sometimes it's career or it's the other way around. And you just have to accept that. But I just have a really good core of people in my life. Wow, that's amazing. I always think that it's so important to surround yourself with your most important cheerleaders and cut out the 100%. noise. Yeah. 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 Um, Which is hard sometimes. Yes, absolutely. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about Fitness Tuesday, um, <laughs> which is amazing. I, I personally love your videos with your husband because they're so entertaining and they're so mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Fitness Tuesday, uh, actually, it was one of the managers who worked here. Uh, she retired now, but she said, you know, you love fitness. Why don't you try to s- share that with people? And this is when social media was in, in my world. I was just starting off and trying to figure it out and just learning what Instagram was. And, uh, so I started the hashtag called Fitness Tuesday and I started sharing my journey, what it's done for me. It's it, Fitness Tuesday is so important to me. Um, because fitness changed my life mentally more than physically. Because after having my second child, I went to a place where even with my first child, I went through a little bit of depression. And the second time I'm like, I am not going to go through this again. I got to figure this out. And so what came into my life was CrossFit. And I walked into this place. It was actually a funny story because I was just in that place. I got on the car, gave the kid to my husband. I got in the car, bought myself McDonald's. I bought the fries. I'm dipping it in chocolate shake. And then I see this sign that says CrossFit. I'm like, I'm just going to walk in. And the lady looked at me. She goes, why don't you leave all your stuff on the side and come inside and see what we do? And at the time, she showed me that all that mattered was to pick up this barbell. So all I did was focus on that. Nothing else with the noise. Like you said, the noise was gone. It was just picking up this barbell. And it changed my life. And since then, it's uh, I want to do the same for other women. And then when I started Fitness Tuesday, I learned there's something called DMs, which I didn't know what, what that <laughs> was. And I see all these messages. But there was this one woman who I connected with and she was going through a lot and she wanted to lose 40 pounds. And every month we would just check in with each other. And because of her, I've continued fitness Tuesday for almost 10 years. Uh, Every Tuesday I posted something to inspire and those challenges are to make it fun and show that fitness doesn't have to be boring. And and just, and, and it's funny because so many people try to do the challenges. So I'm actually getting you off your butt to try these challenges. And that makes me feel incredible so fitness use is something that's so important to me they are phenomenal i i hope and pray that i can do those someday i just can't manage you can you can do it if i can do it anyone can do it seriously like you just gotta get get yeah do it (laughs) i'm gonna try and send you a video of myself (laughs) i love it um were you always a fitness enthusiast or was this something that you got into after your second child yeah, no, I think I've always been active, but never seriously into fitness. I, I used to, you know, I used to do sports. I used to sometimes work out, uh, but I didn't really like do it every day to the point that it's like brushing my teeth until it was that day after CrossFit. I don't know what happened. It shifted me and it's like part of my daily life. It's not even a question. And my kids don't bother me when I'm in, you know, working out. They know that's my me time. And that's, I think that's the other thing I'm trying to push that narrative to women, especially mothers, that you are allowed to spend time for yourself. You are allowed to take care of yourself because if you're happy, everyone else around you is happy. And that guilt needs to go away that you are worthy of that hour every day for yourself. So well said. Thank you. 
Um, in today's world, what advice would you have for someone whose passion also lies in front of the camera, but are trying to navigate the space or are trying to really pave a path for themselves? It's an interesting question in 2023, because I think everything is shifting. I feel like influencers are becoming a, a bigger thing on TikTok and social media is playing a bigger role. And when it comes to making news for entertainment, whatever, journalism, Twitter, like all that is changing. Um, but if you want to get into this space, you need to create a demo. You need to show what you can bring. So if that means uh, doing social media posts, whatever it is, to show authentically who you are and what you can deliver. Uh, television, I don't know if linear television is going to be around in the next few years. Do people actually actually watch TV? I don't know. Um, so it's a very interesting question right now in terms of what is the right way to get into this industry, because I feel uh, with influencers and TikTok, you are already on television, you are already exposing yourself. So what does that mean? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I can't say go to uh, journalism school because I didn't do that. But yeah. it's really just finding your voice and how people can connect with you. True. Um, and as someone who is a champion in the media and television industry, what qualities, according to you, would make a great anchor um, or just be a great spokesperson? I think, well, if you want to be an anchor in news, I think that's a whole different aspect and definitely getting the education behind it and learning how to give the news. I think that's really important. Um, but I think it's, uh, it, again, it goes back to my experience. There was a time at City TV and I was my, I think, third day at City TV and Gordon Martineau called me into his office and he said, um, saying, you know, he goes, no, Patel, come into my office. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what I did. <laughs> and he goes, Patel, you don't give, I can't swear, can I? Uh, and he, you don't give Dean about how you look on camera. And he goes, keep it that way. And I, I was like, what does he mean by that? He was trying to tell me, he saw me just, I was being myself. And he loved that. And he wants me to continue doing that. And I think that really is what sells because yeah, you can try to be the person next to you, but if you're yourself, that's the best way to show what you're about and how you can deliver your lines and how you can connect with people. It's just easier that way. So yeah, you can look at the person next to you, but try to stay within your boundaries and maybe learn from the person next to you, but still be who you are. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. And if you were kind of, you know, 20 years old in 2023, how would you have approached this industry? How would have you navigated it? If I was 20 years old? Oh, right Lord. now in today's world. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. I don't know how this generation is doing it. There is something special about this generation. I think my generation um, messed up a lot of things. I think we weren't at the level of confidence your generation has. There was a power to your generation of speaking up and having the ability to show what's right and wrong, while we were the ones who would step back and just be grateful for what we had in our lives rather than speaking up what was right for us. Um, so if I was 20 right now, I would be killing it. I would be taking every advantage. I would be, you know, doing what I want to do, speaking up what's right, uh, speaking up to people who were doing wrong. And, you know, I think it is a whole different world and kudos to this generation because I'm not worried about you guys. <laughs> I think you're going to fix all the wrongs we did. And uh, uh, it's pretty impressive to watch. Hey, but you're still killing it. You you shout stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing so much. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, what's next for you? 
Well, uh, there's so much I still want to do. I um, I just love challenges and I love trying new things. And I get bored very quickly. And um, <laughs> I just have this incredible, I, and people always say, where do you get the energy from? And I go, I don't know, but it's, it's built within me. I've been like this since I was a kid. And there is a project that I worked on last year. Hopefully it'll be out this later this year, which is a, a really a pinch me moment in my career. And I can't wait to share it. Um, but if that goes well, I think doors are going to open up in ways that I just, uh, I've been dreaming about. And so I'm waiting for that moment to happen. And, uh, but my ultimate dream is to just do a talk show where I'm able to sit with people and tell their stories. I mean, that's my, that's my passion. I know where my passion lives and, and connecting with people. And uh, I'm hoping to be the, the Indian Oprah, you know, maybe oh, wow. one day. Yes. Um, but you know, that, that's where I, I'm hoping to go. I totally see you doing that. Um, congratulations wow. for the project and good luck. <laughs> I'll let you know when that happens. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give yourself? Um, there's so many things. I think one of the things is not caring so much about what other people think. I think I hold on to other people's words and someone said it best to me. They're like, do they pay your bills? I'm like, <laughs> no, they don't pay my bills. And they're like, then doesn't matter what they think. And I'm like, yeah, that, that, that's so easy and so funny. And I'm like, that is so true. Um, yeah, I care too much. I care too much what other people think. And I care too much how people think about me. And I just, I wish when I was younger that I didn't. I think I would have, my confidence would have been stronger when I was younger if I learned that earlier in life. Yeah. Um, and it's hard with social media because you get comments every day. It's 24 hours of people saying something or not, you know, you got trolls. You have this one particular person who says something negative and you hold on to that rather than the 90% of the positives that you get. And, uh, and I have to let it stop affecting me as, as much. So I think if I learned that earlier, I would be in a better place mentally, um, about carrying myself and my confidence. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is such a strong message, even for the Gen Z's of this era, given that we're constantly yeah. on social media. Um, there's so much exposure. We're really exposing ourselves out there. So there's going to be comments. There's going to be people who are your cheerleaders and then people that yeah. are the noise. So it's important to kind of differentiate for sure. 100%. Yeah. Um, moving on to my last question that I ask all my guests. Uh, what are three ingredients that fill Sangeeta's cup of success? Three ingredients that fill my, my cup of success. Mm -hmm. Um, to find your joy is number one. Uh, number two, being authentically yourself. And number three, not to take everything too seriously. Um, life is short. It is short. My daughter just turned 16. I, I can't even understand that I have kids and here she is driving and. Yeah. Um, you really, really have to find your joy, never live it for other people. And you, you got to bring it within yourself. And I always find the positive. I'm talking even more than what you asked, but you always have to find the positive in every situation. Even it comes, even if it's really negative, there is something within that, that had a positive experience in it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, joy is, I think the number one thing is to actually feel it, live it and love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. It was wonderful chatting with you and 
you again, congratulations for you taking initiative and in doing this. And I wish you all the success and uh, keep going. And uh, yeah, do your thing and do your voice and do your narrative and be you, man. Do Thank it. you so much. Oh, gosh, I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, you've been one of my role models. So this is a dream come true. Oh, that means a lot to me. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you so much.